My name is Nina Gilligan and this Manchester tart is great for a brew and a gossip, but too much of it will probably give you heartburn. Hi, I'm Naomi Cooper and I've had to switch to champagne because I always spill the tea. Bonded by their shame, British comedians Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper invite you to join the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club, a podcast that serves as a non-judgmental safe space for all the intelligent, accomplished people out there who just can't stop thinking about Erica's earrings, Luann's singing, and Crystal's ugly leather pants. So grab a glass of rosé and own it as we bring the bunny and mention it all. And welcome to another episode of the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club. Her name is Naomi Cooper. And her name is Nina Gilligan. (laughs) (laughs) And we are fan clubs in this crucible of shame. Yes, we are here for you. This is a safe space. Welcome. Welcome back. Oh my goodness, I've got such exciting news. I've been bursting to tell you. We have a little. We have a little pre-production meeting where we try and iron out all our um, technical difficulties and have a little chat. But two degrees of separation from LVP. How? I can see it in your face. How? How? So I met two women this week. They're both lovely, called Emma and Christine. And they have a dog from LVP's... Um, from Vanderpump Dogs. From Vanderpump Dogs. <gasps> I know! How That's exciting nice. is that? And they were telling me about how beautiful that dog rescue place is. And it looks amazing every time I see it. And they're all sort of lying on chaise longs and Ugh. desperate never to be rescued yeah see i i feel like if i rescued it i'd be giving it a shit a life yeah it's probably used to <laughs> and the, the cheapest dog collars are like 350 dollars yeah good good yeah this is this is what i want i want the unattainable dog <laughs> it's like if a dog goes there it thinks it's died and yeah. gone to lvp heaven Ugh. and Those if dogs i was have better dog, lives than us if i was a dog this is where i would want to end up Oh, yeah. I'm not a dog and it's where I want to end up. (laughs) I know. In the arms of Ken and Lisa. Oh, just being carried by Ken, three feet behind Lisa at every event. Yeah. Matching outfit. Living the luxury lifestyle. If you're listening, LVP and Ken, which you're not, I have no illusions, please adopt me. (laughs) I know. I know. I am adopted and technically I'm still up for adoption because I've rejected... (laughs) Oh my god! We have gone gritty early this week. <laughs> you know me, light and dark, light and dark. I've got some exciting news for you, Nina. Go on. Guess who's up to date on Potomac? Oh, this bitch. Can yeah. you um, put in some hallelujahs for us? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh my lord, I'm very happy. Thanks, um, Jacob. To have to have made it. I, um, I'm so happy that you're there with me on the front line because I was w- re-watching a little bit of Potomac and I was like, I really hope listeners don't think we're skating over what in many ways is, is an important franchise. It is, yeah. It just, I don't know why it took me so long. 
there was something in me like there was a a little part of my soul that went don't don't be up to date on four of them were you like <laughs> Santos were you just, that point <laughs> we were just reluctant to go into the stable I was I was but once you're in there you were like oh this is great yeah so now I'm I, never now leaving four, four every week and yeah I regret yeah. nothing mm-hmm. I regret nothing fantastic well I can't wait then to talk about Potomac with you but first Beverly Hills let's go to Beverly Hills let's get into it Jacob name mum I name mum don't know if you're okay actually name mum are you okay name mum the return of one of the dullest housewives we've ever had and Twitter does not like her do they it's Anna no. Marie. She is Anna not popular. Marie. She's going to have to be one and done, isn't she? She is one and done. I like it. The The thing that really struck me about Anna Marie, and can we just, before we get there, talk about what I thought was the cutest thing I've ever seen, was Sutton on the Reformer. Yeah. <laughs> Really she, doing her best. I thought they need to box that and make it into a Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> Sutton Doll on Reformer with your own plastic fire in the background. Yeah, and that's her hot Pilates. Yeah, so <laughs> cute. Um, so we had we had that little montage, didn't we, of them all going about their daily lives, which involves electrical facelifts. Lifts. That looked yeah. painful, Garcelle. That, that looked a bit zappy, didn't it? It did. Erica working out and looking like either the working out's doing her some good or the azempic is. Yeah, I mean, we know what it's the hormones. Yeah, it's the hormones working their magic. Um, and then Kyle and Sutton having a little catch up, and Kyle really pushed my button. I Oof. once had someone. She made a beeline for that refrigerator, didn't she? Would you? How would you feel if I came round to your house and just started going through your cupboards? I mean, it's happened to me before because uh, once my friend came around to my house and all that was in my fridge was a bottle of champagne and a banana. To be fair, I would have massive respect for you over that. I'd be the like, banana was browning as well. That's why. Did you also fridge. have some lube? No, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't chill that. <laughs> that's, because that, that's in that, the cupboard under the sink. That <laughs> sounds like a good night in. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that it's rude but she decided she was going to do that she was like I'm going to go straight to her fridge I'm going to comment on there's no food there and I'm going to keep this eating disorder thing going Carl you have talked on this show with tears in your eyes about having an eating disorder why do you not get that this behaviour is not okay I know what it, what what is it she doesn't understand what has she gone round to do there like really, we're just having a little night, night, um, morning after the night before, kind of catch up, aren't we? But no, you've gone bowling in, yeah, looking for something, or or is she just that entitled that she thinks she can go through your cupboards? I don't know. I do, I think it's a beeline thing. I think she went straight for it to make a comment. And also, hands off my um, eye patches, bitch. Yeah. Like, those not... things aren't cheap. I mean, they yeah. are quite cheap if you get them from home bargains, but I'm guessing they aren't. I don't think that's where Sutton gets hers, babe. No. <laughs> I just don't see that. 
I think the woman who bought a Dutch horse and had it shipped over or probably flown over. I mean, they looked silver, didn't they? They're probably real platinum. Probably. Probably. I mean, if if she's I'm never going to be rich enough for this lifestyle. No. But I just thought it was a bit cheeky. I thought, Kyle, get back in your your horse box. Yeah. She she needs to stop pushing this eating disorder narrative because it's not cute. No, it's not cute. And I wonder behind the scenes is she still having little WhatsApp groups with Anna Marie? About I bet she is, yeah. Winding yeah. Anna Marie up like a top. And she actually said at some point in this episode that she feels responsible because she brought Anna Marie in the group. So I think she's trying to sort of back up Anna Marie. Like, see, there is an issue here. There is something worth talking about here. And there just isn't. (laughs) There just isn't. And I think Twitter would agree that I think it's a little bit more than bringing her into the group. I think you specifically at pickleball warm up told her Mm -hmm. that you thought her um, thing be- about her esophagus was yeah. was bollocks. Your mission, Anne-Marie, should you choose to accept it, is to go in and start trouble over Sutton's esophagus. And Anne-Marie went, yes, sir. L- yeah, I'm right by your side. I am your foot soldier. So then we ended, well, we, we started the homeless, not toothless preparations. Yeah. Thrilled that that charity has made a comeback. Absolutely. I mean, was it last year we had Jamie Lee Curtis involved? Yeah, with her chic wind chimes. Yeah, with Homeless Not Toothless. Can we start a charity along the right lines of um, Rich Not Thick? Great. Where I'm, we I'm give that. Just celebrities <laughs> <laughs> some education. I am all over that. <laughs> in how to be sensitive. Because whilst homeless, not toothless, does have some inherent hilarity about it, it was the title of it was made up by somebody that was rich and thick. Absolutely. And I also think it would be nice if after sorting their teeth, they could get them somewhere to live. Yeah. The title kind of suggests that it's like, well, we fixed your teeth, back on the streets you go. Yeah, like, it doesn't sound. It it's not but, compassionate, is it? I, and I do think that, but underlying it, there is a compassionate charity. There is somebody somewhere that said to them, listen, while people are out on the streets and they're not getting proper medical care, one of the bits of medical care we can offer to people is the ability to go and see a dentist. Now, that in itself is is absolutely right, that, that people that are living, that are homeless need proper proper medical care. Sorry, yeah. that's a mouthful. And But whoever, and I know this was a medical professional that was sat in front, somebody who was rich but thick, yeah. that said, you know what? I can give you a million dollars if I can name it. And yep. I've got a great name. And I'm going to call it Homeless Not Toothless. And this poor benefactor had to sit there and go, yep, that's a great name. What a brilliant name. The name just really draws attention to the fact that you're not doing anything about the homeless state of affairs. Yeah, it does it. So we fix their teeth, but we don't give a shit where they live. We were thinking thinking of calling it Medical Care for the Homeless. No, I think you need something more catchy. Homeless Not Toothless. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, that's where we're thinking we're going. I think a lot of those people would rather be toothless, not homeless, if they yeah. had to choose. Yeah. If, the, if they could choose, you'd rather have a roof over your head than, you know, healthy teeth in your mouth. Ideally, we'd all have both, but... I think, and I think whoever came up with the idea for the charity was thinking both, but yes. it, it, but it was the absolute knobby knob cheese with far too much, <laughs> <laughs> far too much money in the pocket that decided it had to be an or thing. Yeah, one who, or the other. Who named this charity? That's you don't who, get to have both. Yeah, let's find out who named this charity. This is this and is. Let's the, take their house from. Let, them. Let's take their house from them, like Meredith would um, suggest herself because I think at the bottom of this there is there is an idiot there is a oh yeah there is a overprivileged idiot someone who thinks they're helping yeah and and could it be Dorit because she's very protective of the name I think she's protective of the name because she's allowed into this charity yeah, I don't think she had, like they introduced her as fashion designer Dorit. Is she still is Beverly? Beach and nobody still a laughed. Thing? <laughs> nobody laughed. People laughed online. I'll tell you that. People laughed online. She's not. Like, I'm not even sure if Beverly Beach is still a thing. What happened to the wedding dresses? Yeah, could, where did I'm, they go? You know, a wedding yeah. dress for every season. Oh, um, good God. Then I loved it as well when PK went in with her to sort of help her out. What an asshole. He is so rude. Yeah. You can say this isn't quite right. You don't have to say it looks like an like office a... canteen or whatever I said. I know. So rude that you could see the man's face like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm used to dealing with people with class. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just put my other hat on. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Not from some vegetable um, salesman from East London. <laughs> right. And also, what yeah. office canteen have you been in recently? Because I haven't ever seen one with three place settings of fine china. And like, yeah. You've obviously and never worked flowers. at B&Q, Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at Boots, the pharmacy, and um, we did not get such luxury there. But, um, oh, oh, Lord, PK's Crazy. just rude. Absolutely bonkers. And this, she, but she has forgiven him, hasn't she? she they, they had one counselling session which where is he all it cried takes. a bit, where he <laughs> yeah. cried a little bit, and that was enough for her. No, it won't be though, will it? It'll. She's just eager to. She's eager to shut down. Yeah, and she's also like, see, look, we had a little hiccup in our marriage, and now we're fine, aren't we? PK, get in the suit, PK. You look lovely. So. Where did we go next? So we had the yeah we oh, had we had Crystal on the on the phone to Garcelle mm-hmm. saying that um, she googled esophageal stricture and it is very much a thing, which of course everyone who's watched the show has done and knows. Yeah. So Anna Marie's hours of medical research, I'm not sure. Like she can just Google it and it will say yes, this is a thing. Yeah. 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 She should also I, Google medical gaslighting because that's the also a thing. The only thing that I was regretful for, Crystal, is that jokingly she said, perhaps I'm a doctor. And mm. now that I think is going to get thrown back in her face by Anna Marie, who is trying to spin this really weird narrative that somehow Crystal's jealous of her medical profession. Yeah. Like, have you seen like the amount of Hermes bags? Crystal has. She's she's not jealous of Anne I think Marie. she's fine. 
I, I think, think she's, she's okay. She's going to be all right. <laughs> I think she's happy with her choices and yeah. she should be. She she has a nice life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And apparently when she met Anna Marie, Anna Marie told her she was a doctor. She told her. Not a nurse, anaesthetist. She was an anaesthetist. Oh, my goodness, it's going to trip me up all day long. Anesthesiologist. Anesthesiologist, which, as any of us um, know, is very different. Yes. And did you see that the American Society of Anesthesiologists actually called out Anna Marie this week? Oh, did they? Come on, tell us more. I found very exciting. What did they say? uh, The Anesthesiologist Society of America said, or sorry, the American Society of Anesthesiologists. Get it right, Naomi. Did they count Uh, down from 10 to 1? They put all the differences in a a post between anesthesiologists and nurse anesthetists. Yeah. And their caption said, the real housewives know a fake. (gasps) Oh! Anesthesiologists are medical doctors with more than 12 years of higher education and up to 16,000 hours of clinical training. Title misappropriation has no place in healthcare. Mic drop. Boom. Boom, Anna Marie. So, yeah. I think, I think as she leaves the, the set of the Bravo reunion, people should tell her to count down. Yeah. We are all counting down and hoping yeah. that when we open our eyes, she's Anna gone. will just be gone. <laughs> we'll, we'll all be in recovery yeah. and we'll think maybe it was yeah. just a dream. I just go, you know? I'm just a little bit thirsty. Yeah. Can I have some toast? It's almost like I had a nurse anaesthetist who didn't know anything about medicine. Can I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a bit dry. But yeah, so that was pretty damning, I thought. So I think... She's doing some damage to her career as well as her reputation as a housewife. A hundred percent. Speaking of Crystal, I absolutely loved what was the romantic breakup of Crystal and Jeff. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. We I should have... all be so lucky to have such moving, tender breakups with our brothers. I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, are they going to have to split the toys up? You yeah. can have the scale electrics. I'll keep the... Um, I don't know. I'll tiny keep, tears dolls. I'll keep the tiny tears dolls. <laughs> it was. It's not it you. Strange. It's me. Why you're on your own now, Jeff. <laughs> run, my pretty, run. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why does she get to marry and have kids and live her own, like start her own family, but he doesn't? I find it a bit she creepy. Is controlling. That's a real, like, insight into her controlling nature, isn't it? Yeah. Right there. She could not let go, could she? But good on Jeff. He's obviously spent a lot of money on counselling and it's almost like a sentence that he's been told to repeat, like a broken record. And the counsellor says, it doesn't matter what she comes up with you, just keep saying this, Jeff. Yeah, just keep saying it. Until she understands. Just keep saying it over and over again and eventually she'll go. Hashtag justice for Jeff. (laughs) Justice for Jeff. Freedom for Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, free Jeff. Free Jeff. God bless him. And he's going back to China, which I think is a very sensible move. She China. Obviously, she obviously most, uses him as a man. She'd rather he'd rather live in the most surveilled yeah. country in the world. He has than more live freedom in China than he does <laughs> in Beverly Hills with Crystal. Yeah, Lord. But she obviously uses him as an unpaid manny, and yeah. 
you know, yeah, whatever he, else he needs she wants. to get away. Free Jeff, run Free Jeff, Jeff, run. Maybe Jeff and Harvey could could go and find a place together. Or they should set up a a thing called belittled, not yeah, <laughs> depressed, belittled, not under bondage. Yeah, um, I oh, was very man. jealous of um, Crystal's husband when he said he was going to see Brave Little Toaster. Yeah. I was like, what's Brave Little Toaster? That sounds, sounds amazing. sounds amazing, doesn't it? It sounds really nice. The Brave really Little Toaster nice. event. I when, am all over that. I'm over When's that coming out? Please, God, let it be Tom Hanks as the toaster. <laughs> Please, God. <laughs> They're going to Homeless Not Toothless and you're going to see a Brave Little Toaster. I know which one I'd prefer. A brave Little Toaster sounds like a better charity name as well. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Let's save the toasters. Some toasters don't have a good life and they're just tossed to the side in the broken toaster's pile. Oh, but God, this brave little amazing. toaster climbed its way from the bottom. <laughs> I'm actually going to look it up and see what it is. <laughs> um, Mo and Kyle had the most awkward drive to Homeless oh, Not Toothless. God, they did, didn't they? where she dropped the bomb that she's going off to Barcelona with the girls. Yeah, and she actually said, I'm giving him a taste of his own medicine, which is kind of sad to hear a woman in her 50s say of her partner of over 30 years. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I like to think we grow out of those. Apparently we don't. (laughs) Apparently we don't grow out of being passive aggressive. And he... he just looked like he didn't know what to say and he knew the cameras were on. He looked pained he did he looked like he was trying to pass something but at the same time what are you doing it's like you're not particularly fighting for you you really as the head of the company couldn't be at her event honoring her friend she lost to suicide yeah like that's bad and now morgan wade shoes live in your bedroom mo that's all i'm saying yeah why does she keep i just feel like kyle is it's all very planned Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like everything mm-hmm. feels very deliberate, like making a beeline for Sutton's refrigerator. That's just not something we've ever seen her do or that she would normally do. And then it's like, oh, here are my new shoes. Oh, these are Morgan's shoes. Oh. In like, what world do you have Morgan Wade shoes delivered to your house? Just stop like, bringing up Morgan. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to wonder, like, you know, I've got some good friends. Why would I have their shoes at my house? I don't get it. We've had more mentions of Morgan in like five episodes than we've had of Faye Resnick in 15 years. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Stop what shoving it down our throats. What is going on? And give the woman her shoes back. Is she worried that she's becoming irrelevant? Is she, why Why the need to push this Morgan Wade story? It's ridiculous. It's, it keeps it's irritating. every episode. So, we finally arrived, didn't we? Oh, my God. Can I just say, Crystal is earning her diamond this season. Team Crystal. All the way. I loved Crystal this episode. I was a little bit annoyed with the other girls for kind of going, you know, we want Crystal to use her voice. And then when she does use her voice, when she does stick her head over the parapet, they do that classic thing of taking two steps backward and going, oh, I want nothing to do with that. No one backs her up. Excuse me? No one backs her up. And also, Anna Marie saying that Crystal brought up the eating disorder thing. What? A, a it's on camera. We know, we know that's a lie. And B, 
you must know that Crystal has an eating disorder that she's spoken about, been very vocal about, and still affects her every day. I think this was what the are first, you doing? Yeah, I think this in my mind, this was the first opportunity we got to see into Anna Maria's character. Yeah, and it wasn't pretty. And it was really not pretty. What I witnessed was somebody that will stand in their own lies, who will fight back in quite an aggressive way. She will come at you in complete arrogance. I felt there was a level of arrogance straight away against Sutton when she said, you are raising your voice with me and I will match your tone. She was talking down to both Sutton. She was talking in a very patronizing tone against Crystal. And I thought, here is a person that actually believes she is better than them. Yes. And that she is going to be able to run rings around them both intellectually and in her ability to articulate herself and underestimated her own abilities quite spectacularly. Yes, I completely agree. She thinks that because she has her job, that that makes her akin to a doctor Mm -hmm. and that makes her a medical professional on the same level as a doctor. And that... um, that thing that the American Society of Anesthesiologists shared, to be an anesthesiologist, it's 14 years of higher education. To be a nurse anesthetist, it's five. Yeah. To be an anesthesiologist, it's 16,000 hours of clinical training. To be a nurse anesthetist, it's two and a half thousand. So nothing against nurse anesthetists, still an amazing job and an amazing, unless you're dirty John, but an amazing achievement to qualify as one and an incredibly important job and a valuable job. Yeah, it is. So why the need to inflate it? Yeah, and when Crystal picked her up on that, I thought she was almost ready with her response that Crystal's just jealous of me. Yeah. She knew that was coming. Well, when Crystal said in the sprinter van, this is why they've got to be careful when they open their mouths in that goddamn sprinter van. Mm-hmm. But she said, oh, I was going to go to medical school, but I got married instead. Yeah. I thought then you could see the cogs going in Anna Marie's head like, oh, she's going to throw that in your face. Yeah. Like a hundred times. And I think we're seeing with Anna Marie that she really does believe these women are a set of bored housewives whose brains are atrophying and all they do is shop and gossip. And what she brings to the table is this, she thinks she's very And that's only half true. (laughs) (laughs) And that she's very smart. Yes. And that she can run rings about around them. Yeah. And she's massively over inflating her own powers here. She is. These women have been playing this game of housewives for a very long time between them yeah. and they have unseen bonds. Yes. And they know how the production works and they know when and where to throw each other in the bus and where mm-hmm. they make their allegiances. And Anna Marie, like, literally she, she showed how naive she was even when she walked into that argument because she just thought she was going to introduce Marcellus and say hi to the girls yeah and she also has a a kind of inherent disdain 
for stay-at-home wife and mother as a role. Yeah. And that's not really attractive in this day and age because we all no. know that that, you know, that doesn't define a person. People who no. choose to be stay-at-home wives and mothers don't do so because they couldn't get a job because yeah. they're thick, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, absolutely. You know, luckily, we live in a world now where you can spend your life how you wish. Yeah. And if you choose to spend it raising your children in a very hands-on way and, you know, making your home and supporting everything and doing yeah. all of that, that is still a job and that still deserves respect. And Anna-Marie doesn't believe that. And it's very obvious. And it's very obvious that's what she thinks. And she's not pro-women. She's not, it's not a very, you know, you put it perfectly, it's not a very feminist perspective No. in this day and age. And I think when we flash forward to what's happening next week, she shows her cards Yeah. from what she's saying at the table yeah. when she starts to out Crystal about some private conversations they maybe or maybe didn't have yeah. behind the scenes but now we've got her as an unreliable narrator because and she, she is such an unreliable lied. narrator why would you believe like okay you could take the she told me she was a doctor thing we don't know how that happened that wasn't on film but we do know on film that she said have you got an eating disorder and then turns around to Kristen and goes you brought up eating disorder what well, you're just lying it so was very now I don't trust anything you say it was very interesting to look back on that timeline, isn't it? They did the little montage of the timeline in the four yeah. squares. I mean, she over, literally over a was period talking of four it. hours. Four hours, and she was bringing it up each time. She yeah. was changing the conversation to focus on that. Like that is un like she's got a weird. I think she just thinks this is her way in that she mm. needs to be relevant as a housewife. And mm. so she is going to have a fight with someone, and the fight mm -hmm. is. I don't think she has enough confidence. Mm -hmm. in herself as a personality she thinks she has to be at the source of drama yeah so she's going to keep pushing this fight with Sutton and now by extension Crystal because well, otherwise oh and otherwise I, I think, she might not last you know and it's like and this think, is what's going to kill you <laughs> exactly but I do think what happened so post argument let's um talk briefly about oh my goodness Erica's girl crush on um Taylor Dane Oh, yeah. And just when I'd forgotten that I disliked Anna Marie, she was like, I don't know who Taylor Dane is. And yes. Like, Get in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you just, the only person you're interested in, Anna Marie, is yourself. Yeah. But I, yeah. I mean, Erica, I do, I have to say, I do, this goes back to my tale of the, the, opera in Italy when the woman wouldn't stop singing along to the opera. Yeah. It's, like, it's Taylor Dane. Let her get to the chorus before you all join in. Yeah. We all yeah. know you sing a bit, Erica. But <laughs> you sing a bit. A bit. You, you know. We all know you sing, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Come on. Oh, good old Taylor You're not Dane, Madonna. Then. Just calm down. But having said that, I want to be at Erica's table. That's the table you want to be at. Yeah, true. So, I know what I'd be like if Taylor Dane was singing in front of me and it wouldn't be pretty for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'm moving to if we ever end up at a ceremony together. I'll be like, oh, shit, the singer's on. Don't sit next to Naomi. She I will be it. ruining that for everybody, yeah. including Taylor Dane. <laughs> yeah, she was. I was just like, calm down. Have a bit of respect for yourself. So 
Then we have uh, the hangover scenes where, you, as you rightly said, Kyle is taking very little but some responsibility in, in, in trying to mediate. Yeah. Not enough. Not enough. Nowhere near enough. But we do see the spotlight of the person she, she wants to be made relevant by, which was Sutton, and Marie now focuses on Crystal uh, and decides to fall completely on her sword, not completely, partway up her sword on Sutton by apologising for her part in the argument. <laughs> yeah, that was great. For a non-apology apology. And what she apologised for was bringing it up, not for insinuating that Sutton was lying, not for insinuating that she had a pill or drinking problem, not for insinuating that she had an eating disorder, just for bringing it up. It's like, I, I God, I hate a half-assed apology. I know. Just, either apologise or, or don't. Either apologise or don't. Do you know what the best one is? I'm sorry if you feel that way. Oh, that is, it, it, it's it's offensive. Yeah. It's like, uh, how do you, oh, no, just go away. Just leave. Just turn yeah. around and go back to where your sorry ass came from. Just uh, also, I just don't understand, and this is a recurring theme across the housewives. Larsa is particularly bad at this, I think. Just, just apologize. There's very, I remember my dad told me when I was a kid, there's very little you can't cure with a sincere, genuine apology. Yeah. Absolutely. If you mess up and you give a sincere, genuine apology, absolutely, everything will be okay. You yeah. just, you know, just own your part of it and say, "I'm sorry." Like Nicole with the with the whole yeah. inviting Anna thing, just go, "I'm sorry. I should have known better." Yeah, and it's over. and it all goes away. It all goes away. But they cannot, they cannot do it. So you're right. She kind of wants to smooth it over with Sutton, but she's not actually going to say, "Look, I'm sorry. I came in guns blazing. I'm not sure why I got so fixated on it. I'm sorry." Yeah, let's. I'll let it go now. Can we try and move on? But it's almost like I think she did that because she'd found a new victim in Crystal. Yes, and she now thinks she deserves an apology from Crystal, which is hilarious. Yeah, and yeah. I'm loving this this Crystal with her yeah. diamond backbone. I am. Yeah. She is. I, she's the MVP we never saw coming. Like yeah, she is absolutely. killing it. Go Crystal. Go and Crystal. I think Crystal. You know, in times gone by, what we've often seen with Crystal is her sort of take up causes where we're like, Crystal is, she's not been defined. Yeah. But laser focus with this. The other thing that I think is kind of sad is that the reason she's involved in all of this is because she came to Sutton's defense. Mm -hmm. So why aren't more people involved? Why didn't What's, anyone else yeah, come to Sutton's exactly. defense and go? It took two on, steps why didn't back. Garcelle go? Excuse me, you can't say she has an eating disorder. That's sick to to insinuate that behind her back. That, that, and Erica's what, what just you glad it's not her. Erica's just glad it's not her, which is kind of fair enough. Yeah, Kyle instigated the whole thing. Garcelle mm -hmm. is very good at kind of like she has. She's on Crystal and Sutton's side, but she's not really defending them enough to Anna Marie for me. No, she's not. I would prefer her to be coming out guns blazing mm -hmm. and going, what are you doing? Calm down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, I think it's a bit sad that not more of them. And Dorit is just over there giving teeth to homeless people. So she's just busy. Yeah, she's in a bubble. <laughs> she's in, she's, she's, she's got floating her head in around the clouds. in a toothless bubble. 
But Crystal's only involved in this because she came to the defense of her friend and not in a kind of blind, that's my friend kind of way, but just Mm -hmm. in a kind of, hang on, this isn't fair. You're not making any sense. Mm -hmm. What are you saying? Kind of way. It's the only way she's involved in this. She didn't come in gunning for Anna Marie. She just went, you can't say that. Anna Marie's turned it into the fight, you know? I agree with you. Absolutely. I think what we're going to see is even more of Anna Marie. I think Anna Marie is, judging by what they've given us as a flash forward, is Anna Marie's going to double down. Yeah, and she's going to start accusing Crystal of slagging off the other ladies to try and create a divide there. Mm -hmm. And if those ladies believe a single word that comes out of Anna Marie's mouth, then I lose all respect for them because she's demonstrably lied. Yeah, we've seen it this episode and Garcelle, you know, Garcelle was quick to tell her, what the truth was. I hope Garcelle yeah. has enough loyalty to Crystal and I, I hope, hope the rest so. of the women, especially Sutton, given what she's just been yeah. through. And I hope Sutton is going to repay the favour to Crystal and have yeah. her back the way Crystal had hers. Yeah. But it's heating up a little bit now, Beverly it Hills. Is, and isn't I think it? Barcelona's going to be good. I always enjoy watching them bastardise beautiful European locations. So Absolutely. That's going to be, that's always fun. So I'm kind of looking forward to the next episode. We'll yeah. see. We will see what arises. But my goodness, I've not seen such a backlash against the housewife online for quite some time. No, we have she to is be the a most... little bit careful, don't we? Yeah, that we don't go into the territory of bullying. But at the same time, what are you doing? Just yeah. apologize. Just go. Throw your hands up and go. Look, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, maybe I'm not so good at meeting new people, and I was yeah. like a dog with a bone with this. I don't yeah. know why, but um, I'd like to drop it now and I'd like to tr- start again and move on with you. I hope she does that. And also, we've seen housewives do that and they're generally very generous and are like, yeah, sure, let's move on, let's try again, you know? Anna-Marie, if you are listening to the Real Housewives Guilty Secret fan club, our advice to you would be to own it. Apologise. Yeah. And let it go. And let it go and move on because you don't want to be in this um, online storm. It's not a nice place to be. I just always wonder, though, like at the time that they're filming it, she must have thought that people would be like, yeah, take her down. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. Oh, I'm loving this new girl. She's full of fire. Blah, blah. And then they watch it unfold and they're like, oh, God, I just remember what I'm going to say next week. (laughs) Yeah, she's misread it horribly. She's really misread it. And you see that quite a lot sometimes. They think they're being, they really think that they've, you know, struck gold. And it's like, this isn't, Yeah, this isn't working. No, else she wouldn't have spoken it for four hours at somebody's memorial. Oh, my God. So embarrassing. Imagine the stuff they've left out. Right? Oh, God. Anyway, let's go to Miami. Miami. Because he's a damn saint for listening to the, all the Lenny stories. It's a lot. Lenny Hoxton. He's really disappointed me. Super disappointed me. So we had some more depressing house hunting. Uh, oh. Depressing for us, um, regular people while they look at the top 1% of houses and condos and declare them too small. So even though it was too small, it probably took a good, what, 30 minutes to walk around. Mm. She probably could fit herself and two small children in there. 
at, at a push. push. Yeah. At a little push. And she would <sighs> be able to bring her art of herself to yes. hang on the living room wall. Well, that is, of course, what I look for when I'm house hunting is space to hang all the paintings of myself. I know. Um, <laughs> I like, it's actually very important. I like my living room to look like a memorial to myself if I died. That's what yes. I'm looking for. Yes. In a home. Yes. That's why I'm going to invite Kim Richards over with her crayons. Yeah. <laughs> go nuts on my living room walls. She's she's bonkers. Um, but again, it sounds like Lenny just enjoys winding her up. And he yes. put, he put um, don't ever use, did, was it in that bit they used, again, phrases that I can't cope with, sweet spot. Someone said sweet spot. Oh, yeah. This episode, and that makes my skin crawl. Um, so... He put kind of a sweet deal on the table. And I think I'm just listening to him to it thinking Lenny enjoys this. This yes. is what he does. That's part of his classic controlling behaviors. Look, I'm I'm gonna give you all this and then snatches it away. Yeah. And it's almost like I don't know if her lawyers can do this, but it's almost like she needs to be saying to her lawyers at some point, I don't want another half-baked idea what i need is actually the paperwork ready for yeah. me to sign Here's i don't my consider terms. an offer until he has signed off on it yeah yeah because she's just because he could do this poster. to her for five years yeah this could go on indefinitely god he sounds really gross doesn't he like he he sounds sadistic yeah he does i don't understand why when it's like look you cheated on her mm-hmm You've you've got your new lover, you've kicked her out. She's not going to get everything because you can afford good lawyers. Why the need to still keep kicking her? Because she is still the mother of your children. Mm -hmm. Like, can't you? Like, you won. Mm -hmm. You got what you wanted. I think that's you hurt her and humiliated her publicly. Why the need to keep going? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting aspect of domestic abuse. Yeah, that that. in some cases like this, it just doesn't stop. They 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 just don't stop till that they see the victim yeah. has been effectively destroyed. If you're still there, then you're still up for the yeah. taking. Yeah, like, and, and and I think I've seen it before where the children very much become the battleground, and even though the the father doesn't actually, in essence, want the children. What he doesn't want the, the partner to have the children. And even when they get the children, it's not like they become a very involved fa- father. It's just that they don't want them to have custody and they yeah. don't want them to have the house. And it's to do with financial control. So it's, it's the reason that she gets to have more money is because she's got custody. And if you take away that custody, you can also take away her finances and you can take right. away access to home. Yeah. So it just goes on and on and on. I mean, he just wants her annihilated, basically. Um, and and it's it, it's it's kind of scary. As I, long I, as she's still standing, she's still a target for him. And that's yeah. really, really sad to watch. I, and I I feel bad for her. Um, I feel bad for his new partner because I, I, I also think that the, the, the new partner in his life, there's an element of when you watch a bully bully somebody else where does you're learning you're learning the conditions of your relationship that if I don't behave in a certain way that too could happen to me if it was me I would be watching going at some point he loved this woman 
And at some point he told this woman all the things he's now telling me. Mm -hmm. And at some point he got down on one knee and gave her a ring. And at some point they had a big wedding and they had two babies together Mm -hmm. and they bought a big house together and, and they went to events together and she was on his arm. And at some point she was getting everything I'm getting now. And look at how he is able to treat her now. And he He will will be able to treat me that way. Maybe he won't. Maybe I'll get lucky, but he is, it's possible for him to do that to someone he loved. Absolutely, Naomi. And I think like what you see in these relationships is that he will be working very hard to malign her to his new partner. And he will probably be projecting what was his behavior onto her. And he will be saying things like that she was the controlling one. She did all these things to me. I wasn't allowed to do this. I couldn't be myself. And this will leave his new partner in a very conflicted and ambivalent headspace where she's seeing this behavior towards this woman, but she'll be hearing a very different tale from him. Very, very similar, I would imagine, from what we've seen to Lala and Randall in Vanderpump yes. Rules. Yes, very similar. You know, like you can't be that amazed that he's able to do this to you because you did watch him do this to his first wife. Yeah, but then when she's in the relationship, Lala is hearing probably exactly. a different story from Randall and exactly and, and so and only now and now she and Amber the ex-wife are really close friends because presumably yeah. they've gotten together and yeah. realized their stories match you know yeah. and you know controlling men like there will have been an imbalance in power I mean if you listen to Lisa talk she she tells us that she worked very hard I mean I don't know how true that is but she definitely had normal jobs he was in a economically he was in a very powerful position and that he was able to put her in a a position of wealth and then she stopped working now that doesn't give her much independence yeah now we don't know what his news partner's life is like but maybe again he's selected a partner that has come to rely on him economically you don't know who is dependent on him Yeah. yeah we don't know what the power differences and with and without him life suddenly looks very bleak yeah and 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 men like that that's that's what they tend to do isn't it they create a power imbalance in in which you become dependent upon them so very sad very difficult for her um when will it end who knows who knows i think maybe the reason it makes the other women so uncomfortable is that they're in similar situations Mm. maybe Alexia doesn't want to talk about it because if Mm. Todd turned on her she'd be screwed yeah she would and And it's a bit too close to her I don't I don't want to see this or hear this because I'd be in the same position if this happened to me I think women in general it's a it's a really tricky subject for us isn't it because whilst we may not be in relationships with men that are you know sort of in quotes abusive Whilst men may not be abusing their power, what women might be in is in relationships where there is a power imbalance. So they might be in a relationship with a man that does does do all the providing. Mm-hmm. And, and you are in a situation where maybe Todd isn't abusive, but he does earn all the money which means that if and she's got used to a certain lifestyle and alexia is living in rented accommodation that can be taken away from her if the owner decides she doesn't want her living there anymore so she's she's, insecure yeah 
and she does have a child with additional needs and she does have dependents. So for her, we're not saying he's abusive. He's not shown signs of abuse that we're aware of. But she's not able to buy a home for her and her children. Yeah. And I think Frankie. I think thousands of women, if not hundreds of thousands of women, would who watch this program would be able to relate to to that situation. I'm yeah. I've certainly been in that situation where you know your choices to leave when you've got children are dependent on your finances, and if you don't have what my friend used to laughingly call the fuck off fund, you know, <laughs> if, you, if if you don't have a fuck off fund in your bank account you know that yeah. that does limit you and that 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 you, and of course if you've had a couple of kids then you've taken time off work yeah and your career's not progressed perhaps in the same way as it would have done otherwise yep. whereas that hasn't affected a hundred percent and know? i think women have also lived under this weird rule that a man has to hit you before you can leave and that, that's not true there are many ways in which you can be controlled before you have to leave a relationship and Absolutely. you know what women you can just leave because you don't like him yeah because he's because you're not happy yeah you can leave when you're not happy yeah that's yeah. all right i think we've we've lived under this weird um sort of unsaid rule for many years haven't we that women yeah have to stay and they have to endure, which yeah. isn't actually which isn't actually true. But I, I I know women who would rather be with someone who actively makes them unhappy than be on their own because of mm. what that says about them. Yeah, or what they think that says about them. Yeah, because there are those societal pressures, aren't they, that make yeah. us feel like we have to be with someone, or the thought of being alone as a woman is just too too. Um... Or a single mother is a failure when actually a single mother is a much more triumphant position to be in than a miserable married mother. Shout out to the single mothers that I know. I know some absolutely incredible... Who had the balls to leave and provide a happier environment for their child. Couldn't agree more. I know women who live, and I don't even like calling them single mothers because I think it's got connotations, you know, I think... Well, and that's not fair, is it? No, they're just just parents who, who bring up their child without a partner in the house do you know and that they do fantastic jobs of it it's just a shame that we don't have equality of of in our finances that people are able to make that choice more freely more often I think because then people stay together through choice rather than necessity yeah and kids are happier in general if that's the case oh my god there's a rant (laughs) a valuable one though a valuable rant so Adriana is trying her best to take this off Nicole and she is doing exactly what I said I wish more housewives would do, which is throwing her hands up and going, I did this, this was yes. me, Soz, yes. that was me. She's yeah. absolutely owned it. And it's not working because they want to come for Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of fascinating to watch. Like, yeah. They're like, so you're saying Nicole's innocent? Yeah, well, Nicole still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, And didn't they arrive, Alexia and Marisol, like the absolute fashionista mafia of uh, Miami to swim week? Oh, it was fabulous. They came in hot with the sunglasses and attitude. Oh, yeah. They don't take any shit as a pair, do they? They remind me of kind of ab fab. Yes. Oh, they are. They are the ab fab of Miami, they are. aren't they? La Croix, darling. It's La Croix. La Croix. Um, but they, they're hilarious. 
but they eventually, under such duress, when when Marisol got out of the sun, not for her skin, but mm. so she could see the look in the lies in their eyes, yeah. she they they eventually rolled over and said, "Okay, then it was Adriana, not you." But I thought then Adriana made a really incisive comment when she said. I think it's because Alexia is pissed that out of everybody, Nicole is the real Barbie. I agree. Yeah. Nicole's Nicole got is, it all. Nicole is a doctor. She's crazy in love with her husband. She's, you know, kind of at the start of her journey in the family. She's got a Ken. You can She's, dress her up in scrubs. Yeah. She's got a Barbie dream house. That she owns, doesn't rent. Yeah. Like... You can probably put her in a little, I don't know, a, a, a great car. Yeah. Like, I would have her as a Barbie. Yeah. She's the ultimate Barbie. And I think Alexia hit the nail. Sorry, I think Adriana hit the nail on the head there. A yeah. little bit of jealousy for Alexia there. Yeah. She wanted it to be Nicole. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a little bit Nicole, but she wanted it to be Nicole. I also do wish that Nicole would go, yeah, I should have known better. Sorry. You know? Yeah. Nicole, you needed to take a leaf out of Naomi's dad's book. <laughs> yeah. Give us sincere Go, Do you know what? I know you guys have history with Anna and I should have checked with you. That yeah. I should have said Adriana wants to invite her. Is that cool? Yeah. That's all she had to do. It's all giving she you a had heads to up do. That, by the way, Adriana invited Anna, so she's going to be there. And you yeah. could choose to come or you could defend yourself. Because yeah. she, she did blindside them and she knew there was shit there, so... That's yeah. what she did. Really hated everyone leaving Kiki on her night out. So mean girl. So, like, it's a, it's a little too much about Kiki, isn't it? It's a yeah. little too much about Kiki and they just couldn't take it. Kiki looking fabulous. Yeah. Kiki strutting her walk down Kiki Miami. organising a, a great after party for them and a great night out. And they thought, oh, this evening's going to be about just celebrating Kiki. really be asked yeah. waiting in the sprint van more than three minutes. Yeah, hated that. No, I didn't like that at all. I thought Julia looked great, strutting her yeah. stuff down the catwalk. Fabulous. Good for her. We love Julia. I don't like Julia hanging out with Alexia. I think Alexia... It doesn't feel natural, does it? No. I mean, did you see her on the farm? Yeah. Living no. the simple life. I was like, not buying it. Mm. I did like Alexia's... There's something that is... Now, because I'm always giving her a hard time, right? So there's something about the um, ma- the Mexican Guadalupe, mm-hmm. the patron saint of of Mexican. Yes, I think it's the patroness of Mexican. I think there's two. Yeah, um, and she's really into praying to her and someone that she prayed to for Frankie. Yeah, who is the patron saint of of, of I think of like I've got it here. She's important to the religion and culture of Mexico. She's named after an apparition, giving the people of Mexico an intense connection to the Virgin. She's a symbol of motherhood, social justice, and of everything that is good. Wow, um, so kind of the, the opposite of Alexia. Sorry, that's bitchy. <laughs> I felt bad as soon as I said that. It's mean. Bless you. I'm just being mean. So I, I sort of, I liked the... Not that I, because I'm not religious, but I liked the intention. Yes. That she wants to share that with Gerdy. That's nice. And yeah. that she thinks that 
if if Gerdy's accepting of that, if that's something that Gerdy would like, that and it's genuinely something that means a lot to her and helps yeah. her, and she thinks could mean a lot and help Gerdy. Yeah. So that was that was a so nice. I was, I was reach okay out. with that. I was like, thanks for showing us your other side, Alexia, because I was beginning to lose faith that there was another side and you weren't in fact a blow-up doll. Um, (laughs) So that was good. Poor Gerdy. Poor Gerdy. I am feeling for her. I just watched that. I mean, I know you have much more intense personal experience of this, but so how did you feel? Because when she, you know, she'd obviously crossed the marker for moving into chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. This is getting very difficult, very real for her. And she's yeah. feeling it. I mean, she's getting, you know, she's like, leave me I think alone, what's I'm really depressed. It's like something I learned when my mum went through all this is it's the staggered way that the news comes. Okay. So you hear cancer, then you hear what stage, then you hear actually it's worse, and you hear actually the surgery didn't work, and then you hear actually you will need chemo. Actually, the chemo is not worse. It feels like wave after wave of bad God. news. Like yeah. you're just getting punched. And I think that's where Gertie's at. She's yeah. like, but I, every you, you feel like, right, that's behind me. And it's like, no, here's another barrier. Here's yeah. another obstacle. Here's yeah. another piece of bad news. And so yeah. that's often how it goes, unfortunately. And I, 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 I think it's really brave of her to to share it because it it's so miserable and visceral to go through that and I just yeah. and you could see it on her at that meal with her husband couldn't you, you could the just exhaustion. see her, on her and and the way she was saying please don't try and cheer me up because sometimes yeah. you just need to feel it yeah and you need I just to, talk, need to like, accept it yeah, and you need to talk about the reality of it. Like, don't say yeah. everything's going to be fine because I'm trying to come to terms with what happens if it's not. Yeah. You know? And when she said to Alexia quite clearly, it's like when she said it's 29 and Alexia said it's a little bit over and she's like, no, no, no. It's over. It's yeah. over. Over is over. Over's and over. That's, and that changes everything because then your your body has to go through chemo, which takes a huge toll on your body. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's it's huge news. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's incredible that she's sharing it. And I think she's incredibly strong throughout it all. And I like that she's not afraid to be vulnerable for the camera and to, she's not like, it's fine. I'm strong. This is going to be great. She's like, I am strong, but this sucks. And Mm -hmm. it's too much sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I'm scared. And all the things that people no doubt feel when they're in that situation. So I think it's, I think it's very cool that she's, she's doing that yeah and she continues to do that and we're sort of seeing her journey like take by take aren't we with we are yeah. seeing it yeah and she's not unfolding real time really yeah and it must be hard for the husband as well because he's got to come to terms with all this as well and then there's a yeah. camera there and you've got to make sure you're saying the right thing and that mm. you you know got a smile on your face and yeah so i i mean best of luck to them i know she's been through her chemo now and she's doing better yeah i think but um yeah just incredibly brave to share that yeah Very cool. incredibly brave so that's kind of where we left it wasn't it it was we better go over to salt lake city let's get over to salt lake because there's still quite a lot to talk about I and know. we we don't half babble on we don't half rattle on don't we i know God. 
anyone so, would think we loved the housewife. Let's go to Salt Lake. Really, and maybe I should actually explain to you how you've made me feel. I'm not really interested. <laughs> You're being very rude. Ten, I think if your defense to you just called someone a dumb bitch is, and you've never called someone a dumb bitch, you're on shaky ground. That's what I think. <laughs> Monica, Monica, Monica. Oh, I love to hate you. Oh, too shit. Too shit. Too shit. And Heather quietly goes, What does too shit mean? And you know fine well, Heather, that she's made a she's made a cock up. <laughs> Now, as a woman that struggles with migraine, I often um, have blanks, like I have actual blanks with words. So I do make these kind of cock-ups. So <laughs> I, I, I kind of had a moment of empathy for her there. Where I was just immediately going, like, I'm, I'm saying touche from now on. It's yeah, so much yeah. better. I know <laughs> it's touche. I know it is. Damn it. But Salt Lake, I just, I've, I've got this feeling that, they are trying desperately to put us in the sympathy mode for Monica. Yeah. Because the package they put together about Monica's mother yes. puts us in a sympathetic space. They're trying her. their best, aren't they? Unfortunately, and one has a lot of sympathy with Monica regarding her mother. She clearly is a narcissist. She clearly wanted to be on the show. She's clearly a nightmare to live Linda with. Linda is a card. She's, she's not fun. However, yeah. as soon as Monica gets embroiled in an argument with the other ladies, she goes so bitchy and low so fast that yeah. all sympathy disintegrates. Yeah. So it doesn't really it doesn't really work. It kind of works a little bit for me. Like yeah. I think again like cuz I've got this you know I've got this slight sympathy for it. Like when she when we went through that package and she talks about her mother praying that she got the show instead of her. Yeah. I, I can imagine her kicking off backstage going, well, if I'm not going to Bermuda, you're not using my exactly. family. Exactly. She was furious. And she obviously set up the family thing thinking, oh, now they'll, they'll need me to come. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a Delgado or whichever. This is my moment Darnell. in the, yeah, this is my moment to And then shine. they were like, no, no, it's just going to be Monica and the family. And she was like, no, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was no like, me, no story. Like I was like, oh, she is an absolute box of tricks. She's a little monkey, that one. So she sort of she sort of had me for a moment. And then we hear about Greek Easter and the staircase, which I thought, oh my God, we're actually getting into the documentary The Staircase. There seemed to be that much to it. That was literally, somebody actually tweeted, and I wish I could credit them, I don't remember who it was, but somebody tweeted that that was like a scene from The Office. Yeah. And it really was. Like, she disappears in anger, and you hear the most comical thud, <laughs> kind of muffled, <laughs> and then you go around, she's just on her ass. Yeah, on the stairs. I know, it was so Production good. kind of going, shit, lawsuit, lawsuit. Like, yeah. it, oh, it was amazing. But what, amazing. what I get, and you're so right, though, but then what, the bit where I completely lost sympathy was when I found out she was asking for a head scan to be paid for, but then we discovered that it had already been paid for by production. Yeah. I think when it comes to money, she is ruthless. Mm -hmm. She's a proper scam artist. Yes. Get it where I can. 
she's quite grabby and I hate that. Yeah. She's never... And to have, to have she had doesn't four pay her surnames, bills. four yeah. surnames kind of screams, I yeah. need to cast something off from the yeah. past. You and know? she's obviously owes Heather money. And now yeah. she's counter suing Heather because Heather just wants her to pay her bills. Yes. For whatever treatment she's had done. Yeah. And we we had that uh, thing last week where we saw her, did she or did she not steal the handbag thing? The ring. The ring. Yeah. Not the ring, but also they showed her in Meredith's shop. Oh, they? yes. Yes. Yeah. In the shop. Yeah, yeah. So I just wonder if she's not a little bit of a petty criminal. Yeah. Like, she's somebody that's lived, again, can you have sympathy for this? She's somebody that's lived a little bit Oliver Twist. Do you know what? <laughs> she's a little yeah. bit, like, living... But she's not stealing bread to put in her children's hat, mouths, she's not is she? French she's street She's urchin. stealing a designer handbag. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she wishes has... she was a French street urchin. She is... She's very she live she lives a little bit on her wits, I think. Yeah. And the names like okay, so Darnell is her maiden mm. name. Fowler was her married name. Then she picked Delgado, which is her estranged father's name, and I I stopped listening when See, she started explaining it. Garcia. I lost <laughs> it's it just on, like I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I lost it on Delgado because I have a few names as you might Do you have a few names for performing? No, just my own. So I had I originally, I was like, so when I was adopted, my name got changed to Smith, which is right. so disappointing. Like, <laughs> Smith, really, honestly, we couldn't have done better than that. And <laughs> when I started performing, my name got changed because there was another one. Believe it or not, there was another one. Another Nina Smith. Another yeah. one. So I changed it to my birth mother's name, which is Gilligan. So I've got Nina Smith and Nina Gilligan. Right. But then I got married and that would make me Stanley. So right. I was just enough with this already. Yeah. So now I'm just Gilligan for everything. Yeah. Just Fair. to make it simpler. So I have some sympathy with the whole name change thing. But then I was just like, I'm not having Delgado. You've never met him and you don't like him. Yeah, and I don't even know where Garcia came. Like I said, I stopped listening by that point, so that onus is on me. But I just yeah, I just I think she's got she's clutching because she needs them for different credit cards. I think that might be yeah. It doesn't like I think the other girls are right to be suspicious of that because yeah, one one of them is a married name. But That's again, <laughs> Andy and I never see Andy do this. So what Andy does is he very neutrally reads out a shady question from a viewer. Love it so much, and you know that that's him. Yeah. <laughs> so bad taste from Maryland asked, "Are you a bitch?" Yeah. So he reads out a very neutral question. But what in this episode I saw him doing, and he was deviating slightly from the norm, where. They were asking her a question and he was sticking up for her. He was blatantly sticking up for her. He yeah. was going, yeah, right, Monica, that's hard. I can see that. Yeah. And he was doing something that I don't normally see him do. I didn't see him doing it in Vanderpump Rules when we when we had the the terrible reunion where... But you did see Lisa doing it a bit in Vanderpump Rules reunion. You did see Lisa doing it, but she's not Andy. She's not meant to no, be the judge. No, but she is a producer. 
Yeah. And I think she, when she did it, Andy didn't have to. Otherwise, I think Andy would have been standing up for Sandoval. And I think it's because they don't want to promote that culture of what looks like bullying. You because know? he was doing some sticking up for her, wasn't he? He was kind of coming but down otherwise, on her it's, side. Otherwise, it's seven people going at her. Yeah. So I think he's literally devil's advocating it, you know. I was wondering whether it's not because... Maybe it's because you're absolutely right, actually, that we're, we're, we're waiting for the third episode where they're absolutely going to hold her feet to the fire. Yeah. Or it's not that they do want her to come back on the third series. Well, that's also possible. Like, it's like, the look, we, we can't make it so this woman can't come back because yeah. she's saved the show in their eyes. Yeah. You know. So we're going to have to paint her in a good light. So then they brought Mary on to stick up for her. Yeah, and I found that really weird because Mary had more time on that reunion than she had in the entire season. And it was kind yeah. of depressing how much production clearly felt they needed her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and she was blindly sticking up for Monica, having, as far as we've seen, spent like a couple of hours with Monica Tops. Yeah. So it felt a little engineered by production that like she needs an ally. Yeah. I know, and and would you want this? When I was listening to Mary, I was like, would I want Mary on my team? Do you know, like, if she right. was a lawyer and I was going to court, would I want Mary representing me? I'm not sure because she comes across as absolutely batshit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. If, if you're the only <laughs> person that I've got as a witness, I need to I examine think I'm my behaviour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going down. And she, oh. she, Mary did not have time to think about the dumb bitch comment, but I think no. once that sinks in, oh yeah, Mary's coming for you, Monica. Yeah, she was the an Bermuda, odd choice. To, the Bermuda Triangle will not be far enough away. No, you better disappear down that triangle. And Mary was she was kind of talking in circles as well. Like she she literally said that she thinks Whitney is racist, which is a big accusation. Oh, and she God. said. She said, I think you're racist because of the church you're associated with. Yeah. And then Whitney said, but I left the church. Yeah. And she said, but I don't. And Mary said, I, I, don't, I never said I have anything against the Mormon church. It's like, we, we just heard you say yeah. that she's racist because of the Mormon church. Yeah. So like, it really drives me nuts when they can't keep their they own accusations their own straight. Story. And the, I yeah. thought um, what I saw Whitney do was navigate what was a very difficult conversation quite expertly mm. where she said I'm aware of my privilege I you know can we just be specific is there yeah. something I have actually said or done to you that is racist and Mary said no it's just a feeling I have unless it unless you're and my you colleague won't understand it you cannot make an accusation that deep and broad without having an example to back it up yeah I think, I think, like you know, Garcelle what, had an example for Dorit. She had several well, examples for I Dorit. I can get behind Mary in the sense that Mary may well have a feeling that she can't articulate, that she feels and an intuition. I, you can't take that away from somebody. No. She you may can't. well have an intuition. So, but the problem that Mary has in this situation is that you're on national television and it doesn't do your cause any good if you're not able to articulate that for us. Yeah, yeah. So at least... And you're not making your point very clearly if you can't articulate yeah, yeah. why. But I thought I thought Whitney handled it quite well and she gave Mary that point. She said, well, you know, if I am doing that, I am sorry. 
Yeah, she she kind of owned it as yes. as yeah, she didn't she, she didn't get angry a... and scream at her. She just said, "Wow, that really upsets me." And she could I'm give a lesson sorry. to a few other of the housewives actually. She absolutely could. Um, um Yeah, so it looked like Meredith was keeping very quiet through most of it. And I do wonder whether Meredith has had more behind the scenes with Monica than she cares to admit. Yeah, I wonder. And we might see a bit more of that last episode. We saw a hint of it, didn't we, where where she cited her over the uh, staircase incident. Yeah. So I think it's going to be interesting, the last episode, we're going to see uh, some real fireworks there. And it'll be interesting if Monica can... At the end of that, I, I guess if they bring Mary back, mm-hmm. then Monica will have, maybe that's what they're setting up, is Mary's yeah. going to be a bigger part of next season and she will be Monica's ally. Yeah, um, maybe. Which, you know, you've got you've got my vote, Mary, because you drive me a bit insane, but you... Oh, she's classic housewife. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. She's, she's bonkers. So, shall we do it? Shall we go to Potomac? <laughs> women are not worth the running eyeliner because i'm here we're both together in unison dancing the potomac polka loving mia asking all the important questions of one that we all want to ask well you can put your you can put your card details down on over the phone so you did that right oh you went to the hotel that's weird (laughs) and he (laughs) had no he had no choice but to uh, take it on the chin because they were making pasta exactly she really got him in a homely situation and then hit him with both barrels it was great she did because he'd been set up because robin said i want us us to be couples friends we're going to go and make pasta together and then wham bam thank you ma'am mia gives it to him in the um in the pasta bowl. Yeah. Right in did. the pasta bowl. It was true. And he had to just go, yeah, it was really stupid of me. Like, yeah. yeah, I know the story I made up doesn't make any sense. I know. <laughs> Funny. And they Amazing. were and did you see uh Robin? Well well while he was answering, she she looked like she was on freeze frame and everybody else was moving around her while she was just stood stock still. Well, waiting also, for him to answer. Yeah, because every time she brings it up with him, he explodes at her. Yeah. So Mia brings it up. She's expecting an explosion, and mm-hmm. he doesn't, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. He can hold it together to actually engage with these girls, but when he hears of them yeah. from Robin, he, he explodes. Yeah. So don't like that. Don't like the way he talks to Robin. Don't like the way he treats Robin in general. He should be, if that story is true about the hotel room, if that's true, which we all know it isn't, but no. if it was, he should be crawling over glass to make Robin, like yes. to make it up to Robin. He Robin. owes her one. He's humiliated her and he is still behaving like she's it's gaslighting her and pretending like she's making a fuss over nothing and she's nuts, basically. It's and horrible. Robin is, you know, she's she's been the best partner to him, you can imagine, because she's forgiven. She's put up with this crap. Multiple <laughs> sins. Yeah by this point the whole episode did you think this was really about women's issues so we had Mia um we'll come to that probably but Mia's 
revealed why perhaps we have this odd relationship with her, Jacqueline, her friend. Yes. And we had Candice with the kind of scare about her mammogram. Yeah. We had Wendy holding a mum to account. And yes. we had the self-defence classes with um, with Giselle, Giselle's Giselle. I always say Giselle and it's Giselle. Giselle. Giselle and Grace. Giselle daughter, and yeah. Grace. And I just thought it was a nice sort of um, put together theme of women's issues. Yeah. Really. It was a very female episode. It in was, In which women's yeah. safety and women's concerns were very high on the agenda. Yeah. And they the the singer at the um, at um, Karen's event actually played appropriate music rather yeah. than singing about lie me down on the kitchen floor. Yeah, so and that take was me. that was a win, Kyle. Um, it was, and I just I was, I mean the par par pave. I want to get it right. Do they call it pave? Yeah, for victims of sexual violence. I I thought that was. It, it looks like a really great organisation. Yeah. And once again, we are reminded just how many women are affected by yes. those issues. Yes. And that that's a thing that's very close to my heart because I run an organisation, you know about it. We have an organisation in stand-up comedy called Get Off. Yep. Which is for any comedians that have been affected by sexual harassment or assault while they're at work. You can find that website, people. This is, I've never pushed anything on this, on our No, podcast. but I, th I think if you're going to, push this. This is the thing to push. I'd love you to go and find out about that and how you can support us. Yeah, um, it's amazing. It's it, You've done such great work with that. Thank you, my love. So, yeah, I thought it was great because Karen is at her best when she's doing things like this because Karen's yes. able to take on a sort of stateswoman type Yes, persona. when she's passionate about something and she's yeah. like in control. Yeah. Yeah, fabulous. She do, she, re she really sort of comes into her own, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, even Candice was well behaved because we had yeah. a little flashback, didn't we, to one of... I just am obsessed by Candice's memes. For anyone who's listening... Take an afternoon just to go through <laughs> Candice's insults to the other women. Oh, so good. That, they did a They're montage a of her calling everybody bitch in this yeah. episode. And I it mean, was just bulbous ass, forehead bitch. Oh, yeah. She gets insult of the week. Yeah. She takes bulbous over from Monica. forehead bitch. Now, for all, take a guess who you think that might be. I think actually what we'll do... I don't do, want to say because it's mean for me to be able to yeah, identify I think them. what we'll do is we'll get a few of these together and when we do get a guest on, what we'll do is we'll play insult who and we'll play guess who for insults. We'll get a whole load of insults from all the housewives and we'll get our guests to guess who they came from that sounds like a really Perfect. good game oh my god i'm so up for that <laughs> yeah let's play that because i just almost don't want to give it away that i mean i think it, it sort of speaks for itself but candice is the queen of a good insult her and monica yeah like yeah they're killing it bench ass bitch was that bench last warming week? bitch bench, bench warming bitch whatever that was last week that was a yeah. joy candice takes it this 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 week 
So what did we see coming up for next week? I don't don't think we got a flash forward, did we? No, I don't think we did. It wasn't it wasn't the most exciting episode. It um, wasn't. It was I think it was a worthwhile episode. I think exactly. it was a good episode. I think we saw yes. the women What I'm uh, that, was, what I'm saying is it's it wasn't the most exciting for us to rip apart and bully. No, it wasn't. It didn't give us much <laughs> to go at. Quite, it was actually quite nice. It was nice. <laughs> we don't like that. And and to be to be fair, it was just I was so relieved to leave fucking Austin. Oh my god, that looked so shit. I know Austin did not look like. I mean, like I said, again, I'm sure like, Austin's lovely, but geez, they did the, not. The way they do shot it a Austin, I didn't think yeah. they did it a service. I think the tourist information will be in touch. Like I say, I think it's got like a brilliant sort of alternative scene in Austin. Mm. Why its strapline is keep Austin weird. But that's probably why it doesn't suit housewives. Yeah. Because they just want mainstream glamour, don't they? Yeah. And they can't do it in Austin. Yeah. They can't show it in the probably beautiful Technicolor that it is. So um, we did have one question last week on Twitter and it was like, what did we think of PK and Dorit and him saying that she was being obnoxious Ooh, over a yeah. PTSD. And yeah, we were kind of getting into this on Twitter, weren't we? From uh, That was from Jules, I think, that question. Thank you, Jules. Hi, Jules. Um, uh, yeah, I think Dorit's always been a bit obnoxious. Yeah, I think we were agreeing on that. I think that's I the think point. I think you've got to be really careful if you're going to label someone's PTSD obnoxious. Yeah, Make the distinction between the obnoxious woman you married and the horrific, traumatizing events she went through. <laughs> this woman was held at gunpoint where her children were sleeping, if you don't right. know about this. While her husband was out of town on one of his many, many yeah. business trips. And they stole a lot of belongings. And I don't think she's ever claimed that the belongings being stolen were the issue. The PTSD no. is around now that she's always hypervigilant. She's always on eggs. She's, she's, she's For her got, safety and her children's. Yeah, and she's got permanent anxiety. Yes. PK is saying, I don't always know when you're, I can't always recognise the signs of your PTSD. And sometimes when you describe it to me, when it's something like, uh, I don't like to be surprised for my birthday. That seems a bit obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And he needs help understanding that sometimes surprises can be triggering. doesn't yes. matter whether it's a good surprise or a bad surprise. Would that be right. a fair way of describing it? Yeah, I think so. And also anxiety by its very nature is very irrational, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how much you know that it makes no sense yeah. and that what you what, that you're not in danger like yeah. rationally and logistically you know i am safe i'm not in danger you have that feeling of impending doom and dread yeah. in your body you're flooded with adrenaline and you cannot help but be anxious yeah so that by its very nature can be found obnoxious by other people because why can't you just talk yourself out of it well you can't well, you can't so, that's it your so, body your, the primitive part of your brain has taken over the logical part of your brain has shut down. You're no yeah. longer in control. That's how it works. However, I... was history <laughs> a bit obnoxious and neurotic? Yeah. yeah. But she was before. But she was husband. Yeah. Yeah. He's but just trying to. He's basically, trying to... she was going to go and have a romantic anniversary dinner with her husband at a hotel. She would probably Google the hotel. 
She would Google their security, maybe. She would make herself feel better. She would yeah. arrive in plenty of time. Yeah. She would she would know what was happening. When yeah. she's whisked somewhere and she doesn't know where she's going, she doesn't or know where if she's going to spend are. the night there or where the kids are or what the plans are, obviously she's going to be like, whoa, 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 what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? That's not her being obnoxious. That's her being anxious after a very traumatizing event. Yeah. So he needs to learn to make that distinction, I think. Absolutely. And that is a bit on him, you know. That is a bit yeah. on him. Yeah. It's not up to her to be constantly trying to educate him. And and I think another point as well is that he wasn't there. He takes a lot of trips abroad for business as well as for pleasure. But, like, he takes a lot of trips abroad. He wasn't there when this horrible yeah. thing happened. So there may be a little bit of resentment. Yeah. in the back of her head, ha yeah. again, however irrational, however unfair, of you left me alone to go yeah. through this. Well, Whether we it's your fault or not, I was on my own. I think you're absolutely right. We saw it this week in Potomac. You know, I think Mia recognises that her resentment towards Jacqueline for being left in a room with the man that went on to assault her, there's no rationality in that. But, yeah. but, but it exists whether you like it or not, you know, and that's something that you need to work through. Yeah. Best dressed worst dressed worst dressed uh i thought and i kind of feel bad saying this because it was a choice and i like a choice but adriana's recording outfit oh my god what happened there it looked the, like, like she denim bikini top with like a ripped open jeans into a high low skirt that, like it was a nightmare but it was also a choice it was definitely <laughs> like, a choice and i can respect that <laughs> It was a choice. It looked like it had been dragged by a truck a hundred yards, didn't it? Yeah. It started it looked, off as a dress and it had turned into something very different. It was very strange. And I also, and again, feel a bit bad about saying this, uh, Salt Lake City, Whitney's reunion outfit. <gasps> not crazy Whitney's about it. Whitney's reunion outfit is the worst. I'm not crazy about it. And too many necklaces. What is going on? It, I feel like Whitney walked into Claire's. And grab yes. one of those little baskets. No, it was it was five for a pound. Yeah, your mum said you've got twenty quid. <laughs> yeah, and then she just wore all of the necklaces. Yeah, she why is choose. she dressed like a thirteen-year-old girl? There's far too many necklaces. It's very. I don't like it. And so those are my worst dress. Yellow. I'm so glad you say that because she's she's actually my worst dress as well. What is the yellow flowery? What is going on with that dress? Particularly alongside Monica's reunion dress, which is just stunning. Yeah. I also quite liked, I mean, again, I've got to give it to her. She's looking fabulous. Erica's pink, hot pink. Yeah. She looked great. She does look great at the moment. She's killing it. it she looked, seems a lot happier as well. Yeah. Which makes looked, her prettier. <laughs> yeah. She looked very just statuesque, Marilyn Monroe, mm -hmm. the whole thing going on for homeless, not toothless. Yeah. Toothless, but still homeless. That's what they should call it. Toothless, but still homeless. Yeah. And on that note, the Real Housewives, guilty secret fan clubbers, we should probably bring it to a close. Yeah, we've rabbited on long enough. Um, give us a follow on the socials at RH Guilty Secrets and do leave us a review uh, on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts if you're enjoying it. They so are more, making a difference. Yeah, just so more sad, lonely, guilty people can find us and we yeah. can comfort each other. And, and sharing the gossip and the joy and the analytics. We are people pundits. 
That's what we are. <laughs> we try to be fair, but we're not always. That's that's essentially what's going on. Yeah. Thank Hush. you for joining us. And yeah, we'll see you, you next week. Us. See you next week. This podcast was brought to you by Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper, edited and produced by Frog and Bucket, with the music Spoilt Brat by Ruth. <laughs>